You're listening to the Marketing Analytics Show brought to you by Supermetrics. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Marketing Analytics Show, the podcast that helps you get better at marketing analytics. This podcast is brought to you by Supermetrics. Over half a million marketers use Supermetrics to move data from popular marketing platforms such as Facebook, Google Analytics, and HubSpot to their favorite analytics reporting and data warehouse tools, including Google Sheets, Excel, Google Data Studio, Google BigQuery, and more. Give Supermetrics a spin and start your 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. I'm your host, Anna Shudko, and today our guest star is Michelle Kess, a senior partner at Web Analytics Demystify. In this episode, you'll learn what kind of reports marketers can create with Google Data Studio, how you can create an informative and visually appealing report to analyze data effectively, and what are Michelle's workflows when it comes to using Data Studio as a part of her day-to-day work. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Hello, Michelle, and welcome to the show. Hi, Anna. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I'm really excited about today's episode, and I'm sure our listeners would love to learn more about Google Data Studio. So let's begin. What is Google Data Studio? And maybe you could please tell us a bit more what it is best suited for in case somebody doesn't know. Sure. Yeah, it has. uh, I mean, I use it for a variety of different uses. Uh, I mean, essentially, at its its core, it's a you know, data visualization and uh, reporting tool where you can create uh, fairly free reports so that you have like a lot of say in how things are laid out and and what kinds of visualizations that you include. Um, So it can be used to build like standard reporting that your stakeholders are going to look at, you know, say every day, every week, every month. Uh, But I also myself find that I use it a lot for analysis because the ways that I can visualize the data are often a little bit more free and exploratory than the way that I might be able to if I were looking at, say, Google Analytics data in Google Analytics. So I both use it for like building reports uh, that are, you know, basically building standard reports, building reports that users can engage with a little bit with some guardrails. Um, and then also I use it myself to explore the data and to, to actually do some analysis. Yeah, I think that's a very important distinction that you just mentioned. So building a report and then actually using Google Data Studio for analysis. So if we talk about that a little bit more, could you please tell Mm -hmm. us what is the difference between marketing reporting and marketing analysis? Because like I mentioned, I think it's very important for marketers to understand this distinction. Yeah. So the way I think of reporting versus analysis is that reporting is going to be or should, uh, first of all, be derived from what your business requirements are, what things are important to your business, what do you need to be measuring to understand if you're successful, and what, in addition, like what data is going to support your understanding of that. So it may not be like one of your key metrics, but it is something that ultimately factors into your understanding of your key metrics. And so reporting is like, standard. Uh, It's been, it comes from requirements. It is a standardized format. You look at the same things every day, every week, every month, um, whatever that may be. Whereas analysis is going to be something that is much more free form. You can think of analysis as like 
one little step past reporting. So for example, if you're giving a stakeholder the ability to do like a little bit of analysis within your reports, like they can pick some different filters and they can change some settings and that allows them to explore the data a little bit. Um, that's kind of like this intermediate step. And then on the like full on analysis side, it's just like you're exploring some hypothesis that you have of the data and you're kind of taking it down whatever route makes sense based on on what you find so it's very much just an exploration of you know what data you know what the data can help you to answer as far as like your business questions or or your hypotheses about why something's happening right i think you made a really good point about the understanding of your data and analysis being more freeform. And yeah, I definitely do agree with this. And I also think that you really should try to create many comprehensive reports to try to fully analyze what's happening with your key metrics. But if we talk more about the reporting part, so can you please share what kind of reports can marketers create with Data Studio more specifically? And in addition to this, what should you pay attention to when you're creating different kinds of reports for different audiences? So the analysis part could be maybe tied more to your own analysis, but what if you're creating a report for other people to analyze? Yeah. So, I mean, you can, there, you know, there's definitely not a limited number of reports. You can have something that is very high level that spans across, say, all of your business metrics, or if you're doing site analytics or app analytics, something that spans across uh, the entire website, the entire app that pulls data together from, you know, what what traffic are you getting to what people actually do, what features they engage with, how they convert, all of that. You also, though, uh, can have very specific reporting where all you are looking at is one marketing campaign, for example, and the entire report is just based on that one campaign and the things that are important for that one campaign. So, for example, if the campaign has a specific goal uh, that it wants to, say, um, drive users to a form and get them to submit an email address and get some gated content, then you could be looking at uh, how well you know that campaign is doing at driving that, and the entire report could just be like really specific to that, to that one thing. So, you know, I think that there's a pretty wide variety. You can also, and it's, you know, one of the things that I find really helpful, draw together data from a lot of different sources. So for example, I work with uh, one client who has uh, several apps. They have an Android app, they have an iOS app, and they actually have a, a web app. So you can kind of engage with their product, uh, on, you know, through a browser as well. And so using Data Studio, we can pull together data from all of these different data sets and bring it together. The end users ultimately don't really know that they're coming from different data sets. And we can look at these three, you know, different experiences and we can say, how do people, what, what features, for example, are important in each of them and, and how may they differ so that people can compare and contrast. So I don't think, I mean, there's like, it's so flexible in terms of what you can do. Um, but it can be starting from just, you know, your key performance indicators and those critical metrics through to like really specific about one experience. 
Right. Uh, actually, I really, really liked your point about having a specific report for a specific campaign. And at the same time, you can have a report that combines data from multiple different sources. But if we go back to the process of report building and maybe analyzing data, can you give us a couple of tips? What should marketers do to create a report that helps you analyze data easily? Or maybe any kind of tips or what kind of visualizations you could use? Yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, I have some rules that I follow as far as uh, visualizations, uh, and and they're not, you know, they're not terribly unique. They are basically anything you do in Data Studio is going to, you know, follow the general rules of data visualization, which it should. So things like if what you're trying to show users is, you know, a key performance indicator, you may use like a scorecard metric to show like your one big number. If you want to show them the trend of that, you're going to use lines. If you want to show comparison between values, you're going to use, you know, a bar or a column chart. So it depends for each each data point that you're trying to include. Like I like to take a step back and say, what do I want people to take away from this as I put them together? Um, I think also it's incredibly important to not overcrowd things. So, you know, I have things that I very rarely do. Like typically I won't put unrelated, um, you know, unrelated data sets or unrelated uh, data points together in a visualization unless there's some reason for it. So a good example of that is like, you know, if you're looking at something like traffic and conversion rate, they're often, they don't trend in the same, they're going to trend like opposite. So when one goes up, one typically goes down. And so people like get kind of confused if you shove them together on one chart. So I tend to think like have sort of some ground rules about the ways that I will put things together. Um, what I try to do or what I think a really important role of an analyst is with Data Studio is to set up the right guardrails. So an analyst understands a lot about the data. And if we take something like Google Analytics as an example, um, they'll understand like how the data is being captured, what dimensions and metrics you can put together, which ones you cannot put together, um, and, and just like what makes logical sense in terms of how you can break data down. And so that's really like the value that an analyst can add is by creating visualizations with like the right dimensions and metrics that make sense and filters that are appropriate for that. So you can create this like little sub world in your report that has users can filter by date or they can filter by different devices or different countries or the way that, you know, the channel that the user came in uh, when they landed on your site. And you can create this like safe space where they are able to engage with the data, but they're not able to do something silly, like pulling together things that make absolutely no sense. And I do think that that's like a really important role is to be, is to build things that are safely interactive. Yeah, I really like how you describe, you know, Data Studio as this kind of a playground where you can create a certain set of rules, but also at the same time, you can make it so that you know nothing spins out of control and people can <laughs> actually use all these rules to their advantage. Yep. Um, and also another thing I was really curious about. So Data Studio added custom visualizations a couple of months mm -hmm. back. Now we talked about visualizations. So 
would be great to learn more um, about what you think about custom visualizations. Are there any specific interesting things that the audience can learn about them? Uh, are there any interesting ways in which you can use these custom visualizations in these reports? Yeah, I'll confess, I don't use a ton of like any, you know, customer like community visualizations. I find that I tend to push the limits of the standard ones as much as possible, um, sort of for two reasons. One, one is perhaps a little bit historical. So because I was always working within these like realms of, you know, needing these visualizations and making what was available in the standard ones work. Um, so I feel like I found some really good ways to do that that are very effective and very simple um, rather than kind of adding this extra layer in. But the other thing is that as much as possible, if I can convey data using a more standard visualization, um, I am going to choose to do that rather than something custom because it's typically less um, mental overhead for the end user. So if I'm using a standard visualization that they're used to seeing that's completely normal, all they have to think about is how to interpret the data itself. They don't have to think about like how to even read the chart. Now, if there's situations where um, sometimes the, you know, the the standard visualization is just not as good. It's not as good a way to visualize it. Then that's, you know, going to be a different story. Um, but I will actually confess that I tend to defer to the standards as much as I can, um, where, you know, where that makes the most sense. Right. So there's like, and, and there's like two things I would say. So like places that I use the standard ones in maybe not the typical ways are like, using bar charts, for example, to create funnel visualizations, because like practically every website needs some kind of reporting on that. Um, or even just things like how you use charts together. Um, so using like the color from one effectively as like the legend from another uh, and putting those together so that you don't have to like waste space on having a legend when you can use like one chart to inform the other and also just you know have less like have less clutter on your page and i think sometimes it's those like combinations of how you put things together that's almost more valuable than um the individual right yeah it, it does sound very interesting and i really like how you mentioned the use of color because i think it's very very important part of any visualization and i've mm -hmm. also noticed some marketers do forget about this or they tend to misuse the color. And actually, <laughs> apart from that, so you mentioned a couple of tips on uh, how you can use color visualizations and different other elements in Data Studio. But what are the typical mistakes marketers make when they create a Data Studio report? Well, if I'm going to be a flippant like analytics person talking about anything reporting or data visualization, I would, of course, have to start with using pie charts. Um, kidding, I feel like it's like not a conversation about anything related to data visualization unless you <laughs> mock pie charts. Um, I think the biggest mistake that I see is cramming too much in and not giving enough space for information to be digested. And it's that idea of like, well, the report has to be one page. So I 
by golly, I am going to shove everything onto that page. And it, it makes it very difficult for a user to follow. It's like, you know, basically anything that you do that would make like a designer start sobbing about the lack of white space is probably not going to be a great choice. Um, and so it, one is like just trying to put too much in too small a space in a way that doesn't like say, hey, I need this person like reading it to be able to understand it. And so if I give them a little more breathing room to do that, I'm going to make it a easier user experience for them. Um, I also think that so there's kind of this philosophy of uh, the data pixel ratio that basically says, you know, in data visualization generally, that says that um, the pixels that you're using should be devoted to displaying data and not to extra stuff. And so I often see things like people putting like really heavy borders and grid lines and legends where they're not necessary and pictures where they're not necessary or not helpful or, you know, uh too many, um, you know, giant logos where they're not helping you to understand the data. And basically the focus is not as much on the data itself. And so I think the most successful you can be and the fewer mistakes you will make are when you just follow the general principles of data visualization. Like if somebody were going to say to me, should I read a book on data studio or should I read a book on data like visualization? I'd say data visualization. You can figure out like what buttons to press in Data Studio pretty easily. But I think the biggest mistakes that I actually see are related to just not quite understanding the concepts of how to visualize data in an effective way. Right. And I really love how you mentioned uh, the white space. And I, I definitely think you should make designers happy like that. So. <laughs> I would really also recommend learning how to use the white space. And now let's talk a bit more about your use of Data Studio. So are there any workflows you could share? So how do you use Data Studio as a part of your data-to-work, data-to-day routine? Yeah. Uh, so I, I use Data Studio a lot, like to the extent I am in it at least every day type of thing. My ideal workflow, sometimes this doesn't, you know, always happen because uh, life happens and rush things happen. However, my preferred method is to kind of start from some kind of list of what a report or, you know, interactive report needs to have in it. And so I'll often start in like as, you know, a spreadsheet or a Google Doc or something like that. Um, I don't write with those pen things, but otherwise, you know, basically putting notes down on paper of like, I need to include these things. These are the most important things. These are kind of the secondary things. And I need users to be able to engage with it in this way. So that might be like, these are the key metrics that I care about. These are supporting metrics. And these are the ways I want users to be able to filter the data. So I will try to start from that. And that's sort of based on the like that's really based on the business requirements. Like what what is and though like the business requirements sort of comes from the stakeholder. Like what do I want this reporting to address? What information do I want it to give me? And so then I'm able to kind of translate that and say like this is like the uh, foundation of what the report should have in it. I very commonly will actually whiteboard what a report should look like. So I have like an eight foot whiteboard in my home office and I will literally stand at my whiteboard and I will draw it out before I build anything. Um, and then when I kind of go to start building it, um, I typically will also start from a template. So 
most of the time for you know each of my clients or the sites or um, maybe I'll customize one if it's you know something specific um, I I will build out like the template of what the reporting should look like and this is things like what are the colors that I'm going to be using what are the fonts I'm using uh, how's the navigation and the layout going to work should there be borders should there be grid lines should there be you know all of all of that kind of information um, and having things like common logos and common headers. So basically, if you open up a report I've created, you're like, oh, Michelle created this. Like, it's really clear because they all follow a very standard templated format. Um, and that's that's pretty intentional because I find it's easier for people to always be looking at a similar format. And so I like once I sort of have that template, then that's when I actually start building something. It's definitely a little different if I am building it for analysis because typically those are for me and those are more like I just start throwing stuff down and you know that feeling you have when like somebody looks at your notes for something and you're like, oh God, it's like you're peering into my brain. Like it's disorganized chaos. If it's an analysis and I'm the only person looking at it, then yeah, I definitely jump straight to it. But if it's something that I'm sharing with others, I do kind of like to go through this process of like what the requirements are and then what I need to have in the report and then how it should look and then building the template and finally building the report itself. Wow, I think this whiteboard tip definitely sounds amazing. I have never heard of that and definitely noting down that one. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much for today's conversation. I loved it. And where can the audience learn more about you? Yeah, all of the all of the internets. Um, so I'm on, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I am also on a really amazing group. If people haven't heard about it, it's called Measure Slack uh, or Measure Chat. So it's a oh god, um, at least ten thousand people community. It's in a Slack instance, and you can join it by going to join.measure.chat. Um, but basically, it has a number of different channels, and one of them is a dedicated data studio channel. And there are some like incredibly experienced data studio people in there. So like you have the most crazy question and people are like, oh, yeah, you need to do this and this and this. Um, so I'm pretty active within uh, Measure Chat. And then I do have a CXL course uh, about Data Studio. So if you enjoy listening to me talk for four hours, um, apologies in advance, uh, then that is available. Um, and I'm actually also going to be talking about uh, Data Studio at the upcoming uh, Emerse Google Analytics Summit. It's um, kind of the, the Dutch uh, Google Analytics user conference. And I think all those videos are going live on March 4th. So I also talk a little bit about that. And, you know, there's some visuals of some of the stuff that we talked about today, actually. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Anna. And that's the end of today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. If you'd like to kickstart your marketing analytics, check out the 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. See you in the next episode of the Marketing Analytics Show.